Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm your host, Joe Santagato. I'm your host, Greg Dybeck. Guys, this is the last episode of season two. It is. Last episode of season two. It's been a good, it's been a good run. Uh, we're talking to someone who is pro-anorexia. Which, obviously, that sounds absurd. Which I still think it is right now. Uh, obviously, we haven't talked to this person and we don't like to... At, at least we try not to make judgments before mm-hmm. we start the episode. And then afterwards, we can have our judgment by what they said. Uh, but something about this just kind of tells me that no matter what she has to say, it's not really going to sway me. But, you know, it it's happened before. It could happen again, but I don't know. This one just seems a little too a little too out there. I don't know. Uh, promoting and just being pro-anorexia, that just seems dangerous. Kind of ins- <laughs> dangerous. I mean, that's, just, that's how I see it. It's, yeah, it's, just, it, it's pretty out of control. Yeah, and for anyone who doesn't know, you know, this isn't some random person off the street that you know just came to us and was like, oh, I'm pro-anorexia out of nowhere. This community, which is mostly referred to referred to as pro anna uh it's it's a very real and large community out there uh, of people who basically promote the eating disorder anorexia they kind of normalize it they have formed a community mostly online it's kind of validation emotional support for people who i guess are not just okay with anorexia but just promote people being anorexic, the behaviors behind it. Um, they see it as sort of, I guess, like self-control, like an achievement on their part. Uh, I'm not totally sure. I was I was aware that the community existed. I had no idea this existed. But it's, it's out there and it's real. Um, I did read, which, you know, is crazy and why we're kind of approaching this already. Um, just a little, uh, I don't know, just not necessarily in agreement with it. Um, for any, I don't know if this is true, but I read for a psychological, for any psychological disorder, the most deaths come from anorexia. Right. Um, which is crazy and just shows how dangerous, dangerous. It is. Exactly. Yeah. You're starving um, yourself basically. Yeah. Basically it's just consuming as little calories as possible, being as thin as possible. Right, and this person who reached out to us and told us about, you know, their pro-anorexia lifestyle or what have you, uh, sent us also, they have a blog, so we kind of went through that, and, you know, just skimming through, in the past five minutes, I found some wild stuff, and, like, you know, people have calories, like, their intake is, like, 400 calories a day, mm. and I'm like, what the, f- that's not, that's nowhere near the daily recommended amount. It's like, it's, it's crazy. It's like 400 calories a day, like setting goals Yeah. for that. It's kind of, you know, and I'm not trying to be insensitive because I know that this is kind of a problem, but there's a difference because the way that it's being portrayed here is kind of like, I don't even know the word, but it's, it, it's portrayed like this is, I don't know. It's just dangerous. It's really, it's really not good. And I, you know, I don't like. I really don't want to continue doing this, going back and forth without talking to them because I don't want to say some wild shit and be completely wrong and out of line. So I kind of just want to 
call and then right. just get some answers. I think that's fair. There is there is a lot that we can learn about it. Like I said, because this is a community and there's there's a lot of people behind it. Uh, I'll read the email quickly. The subject line says, "I run a pro anorexia blog." The email says, "Hey guys, uh, I run a pro anorexia blog on Tumblr, and I'm obsessed with Thinspo. I think it's important to have a voice from the pro ana community." in a podcast about other people's lives. Would love to talk to you guys about it. Uh, you know, I think she kind of says it right there is, you know, th- this really is a community. Uh, we will lend this platform, you know, for her to kind of voice her opinions and we'll all learn a little more about it. Uh, I think, you know, this sort of disclaimer goes without saying, obviously, you know, the beliefs or whatever is said, whatever is about to come is, <laughs> you know, the beliefs of us or this, this podcast, uh, but you know, there's a. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of conversation behind this one, right? Uh, but yeah, let's 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 give her a call and see what's up. Hello. Hey, how's it going? This is Greg and Joe. Hey. Hi, Greg and Joe. <laughs> how's it going? Corey. Good. How are you guys? Good. Um. So we just read your email, and you know, in it you say that you're uh, pro anorexia. Yeah, um, <laughs> I promise it's not as bad as it thinks, or as bad as it sounds. Um, <clears throat> we're really—I don't want to speak on behalf of everybody. I kind of come from the pro ana Tumblr community, and I've been in that kind of community for about three years, and. Um, it's really based on kind of love and support more than, you know, hate and, you know, degrading other people. I think that, you know, it's, it's a different kind of community. I don't want people to like look up pro Anna on Tumblr and to think that everybody's just kind of like hating on everybody else. But it's, yeah, it's, yeah. that's, that's me. I've been running the blog for like three years and, Okay. Only going off and on, and I got kicked off Tumblr once or twice. But <laughs> why'd you get kicked off? Um, there's a a section of the Tumblr community that'll like report blogs like mine because they think that what we do is wrong. Which there's a there's a part of me that's like I understand why that's I I understand that part of yeah I understand the party of the argument, but I'm still gonna do it. Because I love it and I'm obsessed with it, and that's kind of like what I do. So, so when you say you're pro anorexia, what does that exactly mean? Because me, you know, right off the bat, I hear like you're pro this dangerous, you know, disease that's been that kills people. You know what I mean? That so I don't know how you could be pro something like that. Is there something I'm missing or misinterpreting there? I mean, not. I guess not really. Um, pro. Proanorexia is kind of the the big tagged term for it, and it's there's two different sides of it. I think um, I am kind of sort of pro anorexia. I'm pro fasting. I'm pro, you know, using, you know, having that kind of control of your body. And and I think it's I think it's kind of a, a really good thing. It's, it's a really refreshing thing to have because for a long time, you know, I wasn't kind of in control of my body, and I didn't. I wasn't focused on, you know, what I put in my body and, and how I, I am as a human being, as a, an animal, human being. So I don't, 
you know, I was an in control for a really long time and I kind of got into the Korean movement. And so now I, I use that as kind of like a force to kind of push that kind of lifestyle for me. So, But what is the difference? Between, why can't you just be like dieting or being fit or being something like that to, to say you're pro anorexia because you want to be in control of what, you know, you're putting your body like I'm all for that obviously but in the healthiest way possible I don't think that starving yourself or you know fasting for you know extreme periods of time isn't necessarily the healthiest way to do that so I mean you know that's just my personal opinion but what I'm saying is yeah. is, is there a difference between uh you know being pro anorexia and just like what is the difference between pro anorexia and just like dieting in general um, pro-anorexia basically is, it's really the fighting for wanting, desperately wanting to acquire a certain body type, um, to be thin, to be dainty, to be very frail, to, to look, to look almost I don't, to me, to me, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it to you guys because to me, it's absolutely the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Um, but it's just—it's like this constant, you know, like want the focus of kind of. That's where all the starving comes from. That's where all of the, you know, the, and everybody thinks it's like so awful and terrible. But it's honestly like such a—it's such a good feeling to kind of. Well, yeah. So control. I don't know. I I don't really know how to describe it to you. Well, no. It's it's interesting that you say that because I mean, anorexia is labeled a psychological disorder. I believe. Mm -hmm. So yeah. You know, when you say you know you kind of look in the mirror and you know want to be thinner or see someone who is anorexic and see that as the most uh, most beautiful body type, like just by that being a psychological disorder as well, like we who are not that wouldn't be able to really see that the way that you see it. But I guess my question is, you know, if, if it's known that this is a psychological disorder, does that take away from this feeling of, you know, you actually having control or is it more so a disorder that has control? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I, I kind of just, I focus on it being kind of like a way of life. I don't really think, I don't really think it's taken over my life. I don't think, you know, I don't see it as a disorder as much as kind of like a, I don't know, a motivate, like a motivation. I don't know why. I don't know. To say it out loud kind of sounds awful, but. But like you said, um, I wanted to comment back on what you said about girls looking in the, like me looking in the mirror. I think it's very different from just girls looking in the mirror also. Because, I mean, everybody, everybody's going to look in the mirror and hate something on their body. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's just a given. No one's ever going to be perfect. No one's ever going to love their body. Not even, like, not even the girls that I post photos of on my blog love their body. But I think there's like an unob—it almost feels unobtainable 
And I think that's where it kind of becomes obsessive. Okay. And um, because there's plenty of girls I, I know that are in recovery of anorexia and, and still kind of relapse into this whole, like, cycle of binging and purging and, and all of that. And it's, it's kind of heartbreaking and sad, but I know I've been through that too. So, like, we're always, we always end up coming together and we're always, you know, there for each other. Well, okay. So, and, and that's an interesting point too, because obviously, I mean, we're going to have a ton of questions. We're going to have, you know, a, a lot of things that we're going to challenge here, but I mean, before we even dive deeper into that, I guess, can you just explain this community and what you see as the positives of it? So say, you know, someone out there realizes they are, you know, anorexic, maybe battling with this and they come across the pro ana community, um, you know, why, why do you think that's positive for them to kind of stumble upon and just what really happens, you know, within that community, just, just so we can kind of get a better understanding, uh, of, of everything. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for you know, giving me that kind of talking point, that kind of platform. Of course. Um, well, uh, it's kind of like based on, I want to say, start off by saying it's based on chance really. And I know that doesn't make any sense, but if you if you go to Tumblr and you type in, say, Proana, or you type in Finspo, or you type in all of these, you know, the keywords that we use, these hashtags, um, you're going to come across certain blogs that basically post, like, straight photos, or just post all these, you know, the meme posts, or the Minspos, or the Finspos, or the, like, inspirational, you know, motivational text posts and all that and it's kind of like a it's kind of like a rush three years ago when I found this kind of community I realized I was like whoa I'm not the only person that's dealing with this like whoa I'm not whoa these thoughts aren't the only like I'm not the only person thinking these things and so one of the things that I do personally and I can't say this for everybody else but um I'll reach out and say hi to girls that I see that post Minspo, or I'll reach out and say, you know, I see girls that I'll post on the Finspo blogs and say, oh, hey, you know, I'm having a rough day. I don't want to, I, like, hate my body for this reason and that reason, and I can't stand it, and, and blah, 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 blah. And I'll usually reach out and be like, hey, I feel the same way. Like, it's going to be okay. Like, we always end up coming back together, and I think there's girls out there that are, are going through this kind of, the same kind of stuff that I'm going through, the same kind of stuff my friends are going through. And they, they want to they wanna find help, but they don't know where to turn. And so what happens is they'll end up looking for stuff to make them feel thinner and make them feel better. And then so they go to Tumblr, and then Tumblr will redirect them to blogs like mine. And so I think it's kind of like a it's just a big circle of kind of like bringing more people in and making more people feel like they're normal <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Right. But to me, it just kind of sounds like, you know, someone's like, first of all, I would disagree with what you said that everyone hates their body. I think there are people who love their body, but there are certain parts that they want to make better, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they hate them. And now when you're saying that someone posts that, you know, I hate my body today or whatever, 
now there's this whole community are like, yeah, we hate our bodies too. Like, let's be like, I don't think that's like necessarily a good thing. You know what I mean? It just feels like enabling almost. It's not promoting finding help or finding a solution. It's just kind of like, yeah, we're all in this together. So there's comfort in that, which there is. And that is a, a you know, a good part of it, it you know, so to speak. But instead of promoting like this is how we get better it's just kind of like no this is what we do together and we'll just like hate our bodies together and that was one of the first things that we saw when we you know went onto your blog is there's this post that's called meanspo and it's basically just bashing yourself and and talking about how you know you're you're calling yourself fat and calling yourself you know you have fat fingers and look what you did to yourself look in the mirror i i can't help but think that something like that isn't necessarily the healthiest way to go about this because you're kind of promoting like hate your body until it's skinny enough that you love it, which you kind of admitted that, you know, there's just no end to this. Like you're always going to hate something or you're always going to dislike something. So it's kind of like, you know, hate yourself until you starve yourself to death. I don't know. Um, You know, we talked about it before the podcast started that anorexia takes more lives than any other, you know, one of these diseases. So it's kind of like, this is a very dangerous game to be playing with. And then when you start a community, it's almost like you're promoting it in a good way. Like, yes, embrace the fact that you have this. There's no need to find help. We all do it together. So, I mean, my question to you is just kind of like, do you, do you, can, do you find that it's helpful or is it hurtful? Because it sounds like it's hurtful to me. It sounds like it's comforting on some level, but it's also just not fixing a clear problem. Yeah, I um, no, I you made some really really good points. I um, I think that there's a lot of girls out there that just don't want help, or they've tried and they just don't. They they've they've tried recovery. They've tried, you know, they've tried going to you know therapists. They've tried, you know going and doing this like healthy fit lifestyle and, and it just it ends up just not working and ends up you end up relapsing and I think that's I know I know from personal experience I'm one of those kind of girls and I know I know friends that have been through that same cycle and I think that, you know, you've gone through it so many times that it's kind of just like okay, let's it's time to just stop trying. Like, it's never going to be, it's never, I'm never going to, you know, I'm never going to look at food the same way again. I'm never going to look at my weight the same way again, my body the same way again. There's no, you know, and so it's not, and I know, and I see this post, and, and I and I know I, that post, that means no post, and it's, I don't know. Do you it's, find it's that to a, be helpful for, for you? Yes, absolutely. Helpful in what way? Absolutely. So if, if you were someone in your position who read that post, how would it help you? It just, it keeps my brain from, it just keeps me focused on my, like, daily task of, like, because I, because I do a lot of fasting, and so it keeps my brain from, like, oh, that's right, okay, I was totally fat over the, you know, Christmas break, we're going to do a 48-hour fast, you know, a, oh, so many hours passed, and i got to keep my brain on it. So I'll look up some, some Meanspo, and it actually helps me kind of like, okay, I'm good. I'll look at some Meanspo. Okay, I feel better. 
Is meanspo essentially, I mean, is that almost like uh, the example I thought of is like working out? Like if a trainer was standing over you, like, come on, you're stronger than that. You know, lift exactly. that weight. Don't be weak. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But don't you think there's a problem with your motivation being kind of derived from self-hate? Isn't that, I don't think that's like the best thing, you know? I mean, obviously we kind of see that differently, but I, I feel like... Um. Like is is that is there at any point do you see an end goal where you're, you know, do you think that I'm assuming you have like a a, a goal that you want to hit a weight that you want to hit, yeah. right? So when you hit that goal, do you think it's gonna be like okay now I love the way I look or is it gonna be I want to get smaller? Well, I know, I me being in this so long, I know it's never gonna be. I'll I'll never like it. I know it's gonna keep going down. My, my, they call it the UGW ultimate goal weight. Um, and I know it's just going to, the numbers keep going down, but you know, it's, it's kind of like the lifestyle. It's kind of like what, I don't know, drives me to be better and do better. And, you know, so if there's no kind of ultimate, ultimate goal weight, is there something on the opposite end? Is there like a fear that if you, don't dedicate yourself to this every day that what you'll be fat basically. I, I, I guess that's, yeah, I guess, well, well that, you know, that mindset is kind of universal in the, you know, pro Anna community. And I know mm -hmm. that for a fact, you know, and I know like, like 100% that I'm fat now and I hate it. Like I just love it. Like, it's that kind of like self hate, but it, it kind of like drives you to be better. Right. It's like, if I hate this, I hate this part of my body so much, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to get better. I'm going to do better. And it kind of like drives your motivation. And then the, the stuff like the means go or the sin so, or like the awesome pictures of the girls, like that kind of motivates you too. And then you get this mindset and then, you, you know, you just keep getting better and better. Can I ask what your UGW is? You don't have to tell us. Yeah, I'd rather not say. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we don't have to go into that much detail, but I guess what is your typical day or week? I guess, you know, being pro Anna, like what steps do you take each day? You mentioned a 48-hour fast and things like that. I mean, how many calories are you consuming each day? How do you even pick the foods that you are eating? Is there exercise involved? How, how does it work? Oh, okay. Um, well, there's, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different methods that girls use. There's a lot of different things girls do. And I'm not saying mine's the best way. I'm not saying mine's the most effective. I'm not going to say, you know, all of that. So I'm just preferencing that. Um, but basically a day of fasting starts with, um, I usually do a cup of coffee in the morning, black coffee, no sugar, no nothing, plain black coffee in the morning. I'll drink that on my way to work, and then uh, I'll bring a, I have, I religiously buy gallon jugs of water, um, of spring water, because it's the only kind of water I drink, um, and I'll top that off and take it with me to work, and uh, I, do I do some social media marketing work, and I spend the day drinking that, um, I'll come home, and then uh, really up to the room I go, I do some painting. I'll do some, you know, some 
like kind of relaxation, read, drink a little bit more water. Um, if I'm getting hungry, if I get usually on the first days when the hunger pangs start to hit, because then after the 24 hours is when your body starts to go into ketosis, where it starts eating your fat. Um, so either a small handful of almonds, or uh, I'll take like a slice of apple, or like half an apple if I'm, you know, if I'm good. Uh, and then the kind of the week will go like that, uh, off and on, and then I'll eat um, just like really low calorie, a lot of salad. <laughs> um, and then uh, actually, I'm about to start a fast tomorrow because um, the the holiday season has, you know, it's just it's just awful. See. Can I add, um, sorry, can I ask, um, you know, when you say the holiday season is awful, like, what does that really mean? Like, because I'm assuming you weren't eating the way I was probably eating, because you know, <laughs> even I'm like, all right, I shouldn't have done that. But I, I'm just wondering, you know, from your perspective, what is kind of like, you know, I went overboard with the holidays. Um... So uh, my parents put together a really nice Christmas dinner, and uh, we had a big turkey with a ton of butter, and it's just like it makes my skin crawl talking about it. And uh, there was um, they had tater tots instead of mashed potatoes this year, and I ate a bunch of them, and I hate myself for it. And uh, and you know the sweets that come around the holidays, so cookies and stuff. So that kind of stuff drives me insane. But, Does your yeah, family know um, about this? Because I imagine that's not something that's too easy to hide. Um, it's, uh, they don't really know. Uh, I grew up, my mom is a fitness nut. Um, so there's constantly, like, fitness nuts. Like, Joe, I watch your vlogs, I watch your videos, I'm a big fan, so I know, you know, like, she's like you, like, not as much as like laying off the running thing, which I'm getting onto you about. I'm gonna DM you on Twitter. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I promise I'm kidding. All right. Um, now my mom's a health fitness nut, and there's constantly protein, you know, powders in the house, and and like protein bars and like healthy stuff. She eats salad religiously, even more religiously than I do, which is kind of blows me away. Um, but uh, she's also, she's into, like, working out and the muscle, like, having, like, really toned, defined body, and that's not really what I'm into, so I don't really do too much. I do toning, but I don't do, like, muscle building. So, you know, the protein in the house is, you know, it is what it is. Do you think having, um, being in that environment or being raised in that environment uh, of, you know, where it's just kind of... Uh, something that you see constantly having control over your body and how much work and dedication it takes, uh, to, to do that and kind of change your body the way you want to. Do you think that had an effect on you at all? Yeah, definitely. Well, the, that, and, uh, I guess there was this, like, my, my parents, my parents are very open about everything anything that comes to mind is coming out of their mouth. And so 
there was a lot of time in my youth that I got, you know, I got the names and I got, hey, you know, what's what's going on with the weight, man? Like, what? Why are you, you know, stop eating that? Why are you eating that? What you, what are you doing in the kitchen? Why? What? So it kind of became this like, wow, I'm failing. This sucks, kind of thing, and that's kind of where my body image issue kind of started and that's kind of has been like a problem my whole life. Hmm. If it is a a problem and an issue and you're able to recognize that it is those things, then, you know, I'm assuming you haven't really made any attempt at conquering this. It just kind of seems like you're going the opposite way where you're kind of like, all right, well, I'm just going to fucking, you know, get as thin as possible now instead of, you know, you said yourself, this is an issue. It's a problem. And that was a question I was going to ask you. Like, do you think that, and I, I want you to answer this honestly, because, you know, it it's important for you to answer honestly, but do you honestly think that everyone should be pro anorexia or do you think that, or like, do you think that this is how you think everyone should look? People should be like, more people should be like, I should, we should do this. Absolutely not. So you think it's an issue and it's a problem? Or no? I I think, personally, I think that I, I want most in the entire world to look like that. I don't, I don't think that everybody should look like that. I don't want to surround myself with people that look like that because that makes me feel that much worse about myself. But that's a goal for me to chase. I want to look great around other people. But then, I, I, want to, I want to feel that satisfaction of being like, wow, I sit in this dress, I feel great. I want to, like, I want to, you know, I love that idea of having, like, I love the idea of having, like, the, the like, the frail, just the girls that I see in public with, like, the frail, just, they, they just look tiny and delicate. Like, I just, I strive for that every single day. It's like an obsession. I love it. I think it's like one of the most greatest, like one of, one of the most wonderful things. And I don't think that everybody should be like that. But also, I don't think so. there are a lot of people that genetically are just smaller people and they do eat and they do, you know, put the right amount of nutrition in their bodies. And, you know, they just have a crazy metabolism and they just can't gain a, gain a lot of weight. They have small wrists, they have small forearms, arms, everything. It's just they're, they have a small frame. Now, if someone mm-hmm. doesn't, necessarily genetically they're not built that way and they're doing 48 hour fasts all the time and you know your body's not getting the right amount of nutrients every day you're not getting calories at all and you're barely putting anything in it just seems like you know you're chasing something that isn't necessarily for you and i have no idea what your body type is or your genetic makeup obviously i'm just saying to some people, though, they could be chasing something that isn't for them. And even on the opposite side where, you know, girls are, are at the gym, they're trying to work out all the time, they're eating all this food to try and get thicker or bigger, and it's just like you just don't have the genetic makeup to look like this person. You know what I mean? So it's like you're chasing something that isn't necessarily like in the cards. And, you know, with this, I think this is even more dangerous because you are you could be chasing your own death in a way. Because like we said before, people are dying from this thing. 
And if you even admitted that once you get down to a certain weight, uh, you know, which you consider to be perfect and super thin, you even said, this isn't even going to be enough. So once you start chasing getting lower, we're talking about like very dangerous waters that you could be entering. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, does, does that scare you? Are you afraid of hurting or even killing yourself? No, not at all. Not at all. I think that the kind of obsession to be that beautiful and that perfect is worth the risk. I think if to obtain something like that, you have to take you have to take you have to take an account you have to account that risk. You have to you know. But didn't you just you know, say it wasn't? It was, it's unattainable. You get to a certain place, and it's like this isn't it. I need to keep going. I mean, it, it just depends. It depends. I don't know what my body will look like out of that, that weight. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, you know. So what about, I mean, that, that's kind of the answer for yourself, but as someone who runs this blog and the Tumblr and kind of perpetuates the disorder, uh, are you concerned or worried about y- the content that you're putting out hurting or potentially killing someone else? Maybe someone you don't know, someone who kind of stumbles across what you're doing and just, you know, takes it too far, doesn't do it the right way, if, if that's even a thing. Uh, does, does that ever cross your mind or concern you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, you know, I've heard of girls that, you know, that ended up in the hospital or end up, you know, passing out public places and it's, it's you know. But even to the extreme, I mean, someone actually dying from this right because i mean uh, you know we've talked about it on podcasts before where you know the generation that's coming up now they have the internet immediately and they have it when they're seven and like you know they have people have cell phones at eight years old it's like you know they have access mm-hmm. to all this information and when you're eight years old you're influenced by anything or like anyone around you uh and your your head's like just a sponge and i feel like if you, if they can go onto Tumblr and stumble across, or they can seek out something, and they see this pro anorexia, and you admitted that it is a, it is an issue and it is a problem. Yes, it, it maybe it, it's something that you strive for, but you are able to also admit that it is a problem and it's dangerous and it kills people. And if this girl, if this little girl who's like, oh, maybe I am, she has some some body issues, uh. And she finds this. She's like, okay, well, here's a community for it. So I have these people that are just going to keep telling me, like, you're doing it the right way. And by the way, tell yourself that you hate your body every day so that you can get skinnier and thinner and stuff like that. Like, I just feel like it's sort of – it's infe- it could infect somebody and just s- you set the tone for their whole life. And they're so young. And, like, it could have irreversible damage. You know what I mean? So – I I really think that, you know, I can't help but just completely disagree. And that's not, you know, I'm not trying to insult you or anything, but it's just, you know, I, from the from the way I was, you know, brought up and everything, you're you're taught to, uh, at least in, in my personal experience, I think you should love yourself to a certain degree. Don't just like let it all go and be unhealthy and be like, you know, whatever. I'm just I still love myself. It's be happy, work towards getting a, a being healthy and, and whatever, but also it's it's just like deeper than that. Like you don't need to put your life on the line to look physically 
you know, what you think is the peak of beauty or anything like that. Like there are other aspects of you that will do that for you. It's not necessarily like I have to look this way in order to be beautiful. It's not necessarily that. Like there's other aspects of you. Obviously, you offer more to the world. But yeah, I just wanted to say like I just think that, you know, the the blog and just the community in general, the fact that it's kind of like they tell tell people, they promote self-hate. It's like this mean spo. It's like tell yourself every day that you hate yourself and that you hate your body and stuff. And it, it's like this is how we're going to deal with it. It just seems like it, you're quitting. You're like I tried. It's not going to work. So I'm just going to join this and, and, and do this now. And, uh, you know, I like I said, I don't mean to insult you. I'm just like, you know, what we do on the show is we're, we're truthful to each other. And I want you to be as truthful as possible. And, you know, that's that's what I'm going to do as well. But uh, I, I, I just feel like. You know, I, I, I just I don't think it's good to, to promote self-hate. I think that's the opposite of what you should do. If anything, you know, you own it and you say, you know, people who are super skinny naturally and they have a fast metabolism and, and maybe they're self-conscious about that. After a while, you just own it. And you're like, you know what? I'm a thin person and no matter what I eat, I'm just going to stay this way. Like that. But that comes from a, a point of you know, loving yourself and accepting yourself. This just kind of seems like the opposite where it's like, hate yourself until you get to a certain number on the scale. And I don't, you know, I don't really think that's, you know, the best thing for it. Honestly, I don't think that's the best way to go about it. But, uh, you know, this seems to be something that you've been doing for a while. Uh, how long have you been doing this? You you said you're like your whole life, basically. Um, well, uh, I got into the, Organic community three years ago, but uh, been often on quote unquote recovery uh, and dealing with all of it for about oh god nine years, nine years, ten years, so, so decades. When you say recovery, what exactly are you recovering from? Um. Well, uh, I admitted to a friend that I was dealing with this kind of mentality well I was I I was like you know I really hate my body I hate myself and I got to a point of being I guess you could say suicidal and I told a friend of mine and she was like you've got to talk to somebody and I was referred to a psychiatrist and uh then like two years in and out of doing a bunch of different things and uh kind of trying to mold the idea of obtaining a perfect body into obtaining like a fit body and a healthy body and kind of molding that mentality. And it worked for a while. And then uh, I got kind of sucked back into, because when I was younger, I just straight up Google, you know, all these models, all these actresses and uh, just like look at the photos or like print out the photos and cut them and paste them and put them in journals. I mean, there's no and, denying um, that just kind of the th idea of thinness in media and pop culture is obviously an issue in its own. Right. Yeah. That kind of perpetuates that same idea. Absolutely. But if you were in recovery, yeah. don't you think that this is something that is enabling almost? It's not going to help you recover from this. It's sort of... Well, I've, well in, my, you know, in my life, in my experience, I've tried it and it's... I've kind of given up on the idea of even trying to get in some sort of 
place where you said, you know, you love your body. I, I, there, there is absolutely, and I say this with complete honesty, there was absolutely no way that I could ever actually love my body. I could say it to a psychiatrist, you know, 10 years ago, I could say it to them and they'll praise me for it and release me and I go out into the world and go back on the computer and, you know, start a Tumblr blog. And <laughs> Even if it's not loving it, I mean, do you think there's any chance of just kind of coexisting with it? I mean, uh, I don't know. Or just, you know, finding a balance or a place of happiness or kind of working towards something in a healthier way? I don't think, no, I really don't. I don't, I've tried so many different things. I mean, I was like, I was like seven years old. My parents put me on Weight Watchers. Like I was like a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old. Wow. You know, it's like, it really screws with your mentality. And it but screws yeah, this you up is, for life. But, but exactly. So that's got, you know, back to what I was saying before, uh, you know, when you're young and your parents are putting you on Weight Watchers, which is fucking ridiculous by the way but if they're gonna do that like that you know who knows if that's the epi- like not, uh, the epicenter of this problem where it's kind of like you know you start this is the reason why this happened and you know I'm sure that you don't want to wake up every day and hate your body so this is something that you struggle with all the time and you know just hearing you say that like you can honestly say that you'll never love your body is extremely upsetting just to even hear that but you know, this is what I'm talking about as far as the blog and as far as being like pro anorexia. It's like you are doing exactly what your parents did when they put you on Weight Watchers. It's like you could be setting who, someone up who's younger for this problem for the rest of their life because once you get it when you're young and you're kind of like, oh, there's a community behind this and, you know, you feel like you're a part of something, people get addicted to that by itself. But now you add something that's such a dangerous like lifestyle and a behavior. It's just like, it's, it's not good. And it's kind of like coming, it's like a vicious circle now because now that, you know, you're posting in it, you're pro uh, anorexia. It's like, now we're just back to doing it again to somebody else. It could have the same effect. It's not like, it's not, well, the thing is too, you know, it's not like if just because I shut my blog down, say I do, you know, I'm probably won't. But say I shut my blog down, it's not like the pro anna movement's going to go away. No, it's not of like course I'm not. Stop. Yeah, of course so not. It's but... not. It's but it's yes, I'm contributing to it, and I'm going to, and I know the risk in you know the way it can affect people, and it's just it's something that I'm passionate about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep doing it, no matter you know whether or not people tell me that I should or not. Like I said, I've been kicked off Tumblr, you know, a couple of times. And it's just, I'm, I'm here for the community and I'm here for the people that still believe, still think, you know, the same way I do. So in terms of the community, because community can be such a powerful world, uh, word, you know, you said pretty straightforwardly for yourself, if you were to die trying to achieve this body, you know, knowing the risks that it would be worthy. Uh, and do you feel the same way for other people in the community? If, if someone was to lose their, 
life, you know, for this goal that it's almost okay because it's, it's worthy. You know, what they were trying to achieve was worthy of the risk of, of death. Oh gosh, no, no, I, I don't wish, I don't, and I know you're not trying to say that I would, you know, wish death upon anybody. No, no, not not, at all. That's not, no, I know that's not, I know that's not what you're trying to say, but like, I know that it was, I know for a fact if, if that happened to me, you know, it is, it's not some, it's not an ultimate goal. It wouldn't be something that I would absolutely want. And if it happened, it's kind of a risk that I'm taking. And if other people, you know, are taking that risk as well, I don't, I don't, I can't have an opinion on it. I can't, I just, I, because it's, it's, it's something that they, you know, they took the risk themselves. And it's not something to, it's not something to idolize and it's not something to, you know, curse that person. They did that to themselves. It's just kind of like that happened. So what is the goal? What's the goal of your blog then? I mean, what's the, you know, in your mind, why do you continue putting things out on the blog? Obviously you're trying to reach other people who are on a similar journey, right? I mean, to an extent, I, I, the lot, a lot of the stuff that I repost, because there's, there's a lot of just free blog stuff on there, um, is honestly for me. And if people follow it, then they have a similar mentality. And if we, you know, end up connecting and we reach out and we chat, then that happens. I don't... Now, now I'm going to say this, too, and I'm going to be honest in the spirit of honesty. Um, I'm going to be honest. The mean smell post... Um, is a little clickbaity. Um, it is a little dramatic because I um, wanted to see how quickly a post like that could get notes. And I think it's up to 1,300 notes. I wanted, I, cause I, I, as an experiment, after being on Tumblr for so long and seeing the different hashtags, I wanted to just, I wanted to just see how many how much response a post like that can kind of get. So, um, so I, you know, I think that, um, I think that, where does this pro Anna community live? Is it like strictly on Tumblr? Oh, gosh, no. Gosh, no. There's internet forums. Um, there's a big community on Tumblr, but there's internet forums. There's stuff on YouTube. There's stuff on um, not as much Facebook. Um, there's kick group messaging. Uh, there's like group messaging groups so that you can join and like the girls. You can just chit chat with like girls who are on the same kind of journey and like. Um, but yeah, Tumblr's Tumblr's getting big in Poland, especially in the last couple of years. Um, the forums are kind of dying just because that was kind of a 2008 thing. Right. <laughs> Um, so what I was going to say before, I was just going to say that, you know, back to my point of it being extremely enabling, like a a post like that, right? First of all, I think that it's very damaging. And the fact that 1500 people are like, fuck yeah, I'm going to repost this shit or like it. It's just like, it's scary to me to, to, you know, even like, even you were like, yeah, I kind of went overboard with that one just to see what was up and people love it. Well, yeah, I, I, trust me, like, I, 
I kind of, I kind of like made it kind of dramatic because I was just, I was curious and it got such a huge response. And trust me, I didn't, was not looking for that. I wasn't looking for that response. I wasn't looking for, I mean, me being this little, little Tumblr person, you know, 1300 notes is kind of big for me in, in a certain way. Um, but like, I, I never expected that kind of response. I kind of, ex I expected like to get a, a bit of momentum with it, maybe 200. And then it, it kind of exploded over the, like a week. And it went from like 300 to 900 within a matter of probably days. And, um, that's kind of just what happens with those kind of posts, just because Tumblr is that kind of platform. Right, where, but I also you know, would argue. I also would argue that no one posts anything on any type of social media without feeling like you know, best case scenario, this would go viral. Right, I feel like that. That's got to be the ultimate goal. Right, though. it's like yeah. if I'm posting yeah. this, I want people to see it. I want there to be attention for it. And if you don't necessarily believe every single word that you've written down there, and it goes viral, that could be extremely damaging to somebody who is very. Uh, easily influenced and kind of like on the edge and just like dealing with a lot of shit and you know I think that it's enabling because when you are eight like like you said this is a post that went this is big for you you got like 13 1500 notes on it or whatever it was uh, to me it's like that's exciting like oh if I write this then I get 1500 notes so I'll just continue to do that or people will see that and go Oh, that this person got 1500 notes by writing this long thing about hating yourself. Let me try that out because I am in this community and this is what works and this is what gets attention. I'm going to do that. So something like this that I can kind of compare it to is like when Justin Bieber and One Direction were like these big fucking faces on Twitter and shit, little girls would tweet mm -hmm. them all the time and say like, oh, I'm, I'm uh, uh, someone who was actually suicidal would tweet them and be like, you know, I've been dealing with a lot of shit. It was suicidal. Your music saved me, whatever. And then Harry Styles will like reply to them, be like, you know, whatever. Girls see that and they go, oh, that's how you get their attention. Tell them that you're suicidal. So they'll do it and they'll just keep oh, yeah, saying it. I remember it. all that. And now it's just like, now everyone's looking around like, oh, this is the thing. Like everyone's suicidal or whatever. And it's like, no, this isn't a way to get attention. This is a serious problem that people deal with. This is people's lives. So it's not something to just be like, I'm just going to do this to, you know, this is how I get attention on this platform or this is how I fit into this group or whatever. It's like it's when you're dealing with something it, with someone's life, it's it's just way more serious than that. And I feel like something like this post that especially if you're like, I you know, I kind of went a little bit too, too crazy with it, it and it goes viral, it's kind of like, well, fuck, at this point now people are seeing this and they're probably thinking, oh, this is how you get attention. This is how you fit into this community. And I want to be a part of this community. And not only that, but the whole post is about hating yourself. So it's like on top of everything, there's also that. It's just... Uh, it kind of pulls new of, people into it potentially too. People oh, yeah. who do want that attention that maybe aren't dealing with anorexia yeah. that almost want to get into the community. Right. And, and that's kind the of same try thing. try it out. It was the same thing with the fangirls with like One Direction or whatever. They'd be like, oh, I don't really, I'm not suicidal, but I'll tweet that I am so he fucking answers mm. me. But it's like, then if you keep doing that, then after a while you start to believe uh, it. Right. You're like, after you start pretending that you're suicidal, eventually you get to a point where you're like, well, fuck, now am I? You know what I mean? It's, it, 
especially a younger person, you just it fucks with your head. Mm. I just feel like it, it could it could be very dangerous, um, you know. And uh, you know, I I think it's just very unfortunate that you feel like you'd never be able to love your body. I think that's very unfortunate. And you know, if this is something that occurred because of something that your parents did or the way that you were brought up or something like that, then you know. I just want you to know that something like this isn't irreversible. There are people that get out of this, obviously. And I know that you said you've tried and, you know, it's just not working or whatever. But at the end of the day, it is your life and it is your health. And those are the only things that really matter over everything else. It's like you have to be healthy. You have to stay alive. And you have to, like, you have so much to offer this world. And it, even if it's something that's really hard and it's you struggle with it and it's like, I can't, whatever... But it's your life. It's the only thing you should wake up and worry about, honestly. You know what I mean? At least that's just my opinion. And, I mean, you could tell me to go fuck myself and I don't have to, like, you don't have to listen to me, obviously. <laughs> I would but, never. No, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, that's just, so, that's just what I wanted to say. But, you know, I'm not your father. I'm not, you know, you, it's your life. You do what you want. But I just, you know, would want to drill it into your head that it's not impossible. And if you are even you could go so far to even recognize that it is an issue and a problem there is a solution and it's it probably fucking sucks for years and it probably sucks it's one of the hardest things in the fucking world but there is an end goal there and then eventually you could i know it probably seems impossible but you could get to the point where you do love your body and the way you look and because i i've known people who have who have done that and that's why i'm so adamant about it because i've known people that hated themselves and then they got to a point where their bodies are like completely different and they're like you know what this, i love this now like they just get to a point you know what i mean and, and it's just very mm. possible and i just you know just want you to know that <laughs> yeah no I, I really couldn't agree more and you know obviously you know we're not the, like we had you on the show we're not denying that that this community doesn't exist that it isn't a real thing that people are going through and um you know obviously it's not easy it's obviously easier said than done you know for someone not going through it um but yeah i mean i think above anything you know we obviously having spoken to you getting to know you you know we obviously want to make sure you're uh safe and happy like like we would want anyone to be well thank you guys yeah it was yeah i'm uh i'm i know i'm it's uh I guess kind of a, it's a, I don't want to say big responsibility because I'm not, you know, I'm not viral. I don't have a big following, I, you know, but it's, it's, it's something, you know, that I have, if I'm going to be posting that kind of stuff, I'm, you know, it, it is on me. And that's just, if I, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about this kind of way of life for me. So I'm, yeah. And I mean, like, like any guests we have on, obviously you're not, you know, a voice of the whole community. This is your experience and, and what you've gone through. Yeah. yeah. I sat down before I sat down before and I was like, I want to make sure I do not forget to say I am not a voice for our community. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't speak for anyone but myself. So, right. But, well, uh, we really appreciate you, uh, coming on and, and talking to us. Um, and kind of shedding light on this because I had no idea even this community even existed until today. Uh, oh, but yeah. 
and I imagine it's not the easiest thing in the world to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, yeah. we really appreciate you uh, taking the time to call us. Yeah, I saw the show and I was like, well, I'm sure they've never heard of this before. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of, I was like, wait, what? We saw the email, I was like, this exists? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you for coming on. I really hope that you are able to love your body one day and it is not impossible. And yeah, I just really hope that happens. Just stay. By safe the way, if it there. does happen, I'm taking full credit <laughs> and just know that. All it- right. <laughs> I, I will definitely direct message you if it happens. All <laughs> right, good. Because <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much. No problem. Nice thank you. Night. You too. All right, guys, before we get to our thoughts, uh, which we have a lot of, by the way, so stick around. Stay tuned. Uh, We do have a sponsor for today. It is Dollar Shave Club. Yes. I have a beard. You have a beard. I do have a beard. A lot of other guys out there have beards. (laughs) (laughs) No, Dollar Shave Club is awesome. Uh, The cool thing about Dollar Shave Club, too, is it's more than just razors. Obviously, they do have razors, but they have body cleansers, hair gel, uh, butt wipes, which butt we wipes. used recently, Shout not out. together, but separately. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? First <laughs> of all, I'm not even kidding. Like I said, I think I said this last time when I did a spot for them. It was, I, I, I only use Dollar Shave Club's hair shit. Yeah. The, I want to try that too. The hair pomade. I don't know how yeah. to pronounce it, but I literally stuff. buy like three little containers of it. And I just, I, I only, I only use that. Yeah. So all the other ones, like it leaves like it makes you look like you have dandruff. You know, at least like white flakes in your hair. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. It's like this clear gel. It's good. And they deliver it. So it's like no more, you know, going to CVS and there's just like bright lights blaring yeah, and you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> bright lights blaring. I hate that about CVS. CVS? It's just so bright. And oh, like, it's like you try to lighting. rush out. You never find what you're looking for. <laughs> I can see you panicking in an <laughs> aisle for no reason. Um, but yeah, and, and now it's a great time to, to give Dollar Shave Club a try. You can get your first month of their best razor along with travel size versions of shave butter, body cleanser, and yes, even the butt wipes for butt just wipes. $5. After that, replacement cartridges ship for just a few bucks a month. It's the DSC starter set. Get yours for just $5 exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash OPL. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash OPL. Uh... But yeah, as far as this episode goes, um, I mean, I've never felt the way I feel after a show. This is no, I'll say that I'm kind of that hurt me to listen to, honestly, because I've I don't think I've ever directly talked to someone who is currently in this state. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where she the fact that she was able to say like, I don't, I honestly think there will never be a day that I could love my body, which what a, what an awful thing to say. Yeah. But I mean, that alone is common. And I mean, if we're not even talking about the pro anorexia community, I mean, anorexia in general, bulimia, eating disorders, like this is obviously something that a lot of people go through and, uh, it is, it's just intense kind of, really hearing it and talking to someone who has this struggle and this battle that it's never going to be good enough and the extreme steps they take to kind of reach this unattainable goal. And what was craziest to me is, you know, what you said, she's aware that 
it's a problem. This is an issue and a problem. So it's not even just pro anorexia as in like this is cool and healthy and and the thing to do it's just more so like i'm stuck in this cycle i can't get out and instead of trying to get out let's just form this community that's going to validate it and we're going to make each other feel okay it's like it's quitting it's giving up on yourself basically i mean to me you know what i mean i don't like listen obviously we know that this is a very serious thing and this is something that people go through and it's not a quick fix it's not something like we're not sitting here going like yeah don't fucking do that that's not what i'm saying Mm. what i'm saying is at least take the steps to try and get this is your life this is your life this is the it's the only thing that matters is your health and and staying alive and trying to be as healthy as possible you don't just like let either way you don't just let yourself gain 400 pounds. You know what I mean? I don't mm. care what your metabolism is or what kind of genetics you have. You don't let that happen. Either way. You don't go super skinny and you don't go here. We did talk to a gainer, but what was so interesting, we kind of went into that episode thinking what most people would think when they hear that. Like, here's a guy that's just shoving McDonald's down his throat every day to just reach this maximum weight and he's going to just, his heart's going to stop any day. But that wasn't the case at all. He had his kind of ideal weight also. But he's like, yeah, like I I feel the need to be big, but I'm going to be healthy about it. I rarely eat fast food. I have a couple cheat days and I'm going to gradually work my way up to this weight, which was really shocking to find out that episode. But with her, and it seems like this community it's there's really no healthy approach to this there is nothing healthy about weighing like 80 pounds yeah when you're a grown adult there is nothing healthy about that that she said with what seemed like sincerity that she is not afraid to lose her life over this pursuit i don't think that's true though i really do think that because the thing that scares me so here's the thing right and i don't know how old this girl is but it really scares me and this is the concern that I had when, when before we even started this episode, we were talking about it. I was like, this is very, it's concerning that children, first of all, what the fuck? You put your daughter at seven years old on Weight Watchers? Like, I don't mean to sit here and bash someone's parents. I don't know these people. And maybe I'm not getting the right story. And maybe this is all a lie. From what she told us, at least. Right, from yeah. what I'm here. But from the way that she's painting this picture, where she's like, her parents be like, why are you eating that or whatever? It's like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You, you have know to know I mean? that's going to have an effect. Of course it's going to have an effect. And it did have an effect. Look what it did. Mm-hmm. Now she struggles with this every single day. She knows it's a problem. So it's a problem. She has a problem every single day. She hates her body every single day. She doesn't think she'll ever love her body. Mm-hmm. And she has a goal to hit. Which, I don't know if she realizes, she has no goal whatsoever. Because mm-hmm. once she hits her goal, she even admitted, once I get there, I'll probably want to go down. Yeah. You're, so Because if you're never going to love your body, what goal? A goal is an end point. A goal is like an achievement. You getting to a certain spot and still feeling like, this isn't good enough, that's not a goal. Right. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not going to hit that. And the thing that concerns me, too, is like this whole Tumblr thing, right? First of all, like, it really... <sighs> I really would love to know how old this girl is, but it's it's wildly irresponsible. That post was wildly irresponsible. Yeah, because we could we could read some of that too. I didn't want to like put her on the spot and read it 
while she was on the phone and we won't, won't read the whole thing, but I, just, we keep obviously referring to this post. So just that people have a little understanding. The title of the post is Meanspo. And I feel like with her Tumblr, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily feel comfortable sharing it. I, I don't think we're going to no, put that Tumblr out there. Um, but the title's Meanspo. Just the first few sentences alone. It starts, you think you're cute. As you walk to the mirror, your thighs jiggle like fat jello. The girl in the mirror looks back at you. Look at her. You did this to her. This is all your fault, and you don't have anyone to blame but yourself. Was it someone else making you put all that gross food in your body? No, it was you and your big sloppy piggy hands and your sausage, sausage fingers in the frosting. And it goes on and on. Yeah, and it's just like, it's completely just self-hate. And it's like, you're the most disgusting person on earth. How dare you? And all this stuff. It's like, what about that is motivating? There's yeah. no motivation in self-hate. There is none. It's not, that's not where you get, it's, you're motivated by different things. So even me, like I die, I go on diets all the fucking time. You know what I mean? I fell off of one recently also, but like <laughs> when I go on diets, it's not like, Oh God, I just fucking hate my body. I'm like, you know, I just want to be healthier. I want to shed bad weight off of my body and get to a healthy, you know, whatever. And do I think I'm unhealthy? Absolutely not. I'm not unhealthy. And you know, I eat relatively healthy and stuff like that. And you get this, the right amount of nutrients and stuff. But if I don't eat, like, you'll get headaches, your stomach hurts. Okay, uh, well, yeah, and anyone who knows me, when she was saying 48-hour fast and having, like, coffee and water for half the day, if I don't have, if I don't have food Greg is a two psycho. Hours, I want everyone to know that. I, like, carry, like, I have compartments Ziploc with, bags. like, nuts and yeah. chips, and, like, I just <laughs> need food. I need to have yeah. access to food at all times. But that's uh, the thing, too. So, Greg is one of the healthiest people I think I, I know. He doesn't eat bad food. Like, you don't eat pizza. You haven't eaten pizza in years. No. You don't really, like, you will avoid having beer at all costs. You're like, I'll have a little whiskey and, like, whatever. Yeah. And everything you have is, like, organic and all that stuff. So, it's like, you can still be very healthy while moderating, you know, your intake or whatever. Like, it getting that, da- like... That's why, you know, you know, she wasn't comfortable telling us. And I think it was because the number was probably very low that her goal weight that it would make us go like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, why would you want to weigh that much? And, you know, I can't promise I wouldn't have had that reaction, but I was curious. But even if she's not, you know, she's not comfortable talking about it. That just probably goes to show that it's probably a weight that no one should be. Right. Right. And that's why she wants to reach there. It just Mm kind of feels like a goal. And the part that's scary, so back with the post, right? So the thing that's scary about that is the fact that she said I kind of embellished it and kind of went over the top and it's not necessarily how I feel. I don't hate that much or whatever. Dude, wildly irresponsible. Mind you, she is proud of this post Mm. because like I said before on the podcast, anytime you post anything to the internet, you hope it goes viral. You hope it gets attention. Who doesn't love attention? Everyone loves it until they get a ton of it, by the way. And then it starts to become a problem. But that's another conversation. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm just saying like when you post something, it's not like, oh, I hope this doesn't. I hope no one sees this. Like you want people to see it. Otherwise, you would not post it or you'd write it in a journal and keep it for yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you post it on a public website, a part of a community, clearly you embellished it because you are catering to 
a community mm-hmm. and it goes viral and then you reblog it again you reblog your own post clearly you are proud of this you love that this went viral right yeah so what but what you are not understanding that you're doing is you are promoting self-hate you are telling people you're telling younger people to hate themselves like don't try to get help just hate yourself and don't eat yeah and i think what we're talking about here too is like i think talking about the perspective of you know people who are making this a lifestyle choice because you know just to be clear like again obviously anorexia is a very real disorder um i know it's kind of a debate as to whether or not like is this a mental illness is this a lifestyle choice um you know i don't know we're not professionals to kind of talk on that aspect of it but i think from you know from what we heard what we heard and the perspective we're coming from is you know someone within this community who is you know very self-aware understands the damages understands there is an issue there are ways to get help but they're just kind of making it this lifestyle choice and they're just perpetuating you know the ways to go about this and yeah just turning it you know almost into a trend that's the part that's scary Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because especially with the kids nowadays and this is like a bigger conversation where this is my theory on it uh you know all the social media and stuff it's very dangerous in a, in a certain way because kids who are very impressionable they get the internet too soon and no one fucking talks to each other anymore these kids they are on snapchat they are on instagram they are on twitter they whatever else the fuck they do uh, you know whatever uh all of these things are bad for this reason it is easy to say things online that's why the whole term keyboard warrior where it's like, oh yeah, you can say all this shit online, but you won't say it to my face. So it's very easy to, to be a different person online than you are in person. You know what I mean? Bullying back in the day had to come from a specific kind of person. Just a real piece of shit that could bully you to your face and see the sadness and what it does to a person and not feel anything. And I don't believe that most people who do it online are like that in person Mm -hmm. because if they are in person, they wouldn't, and they have to deal with that and the reaction and the backlash to it. They would just like, they can't handle that. So they don't do it. But when you're online, there's no repercussions. Yes. There's no repercussions whatsoever. So if you are just creating this person who you are not, Mm. eventually you start to believe that. And that is damaging you. And you just become a, a worse person. Now, obviously, not everyone uses it for that. They're whatever the same people on, but you're way more you're way more susceptible to creating this bad version of yourself because you don't have to deal with any repercussions whatsoever. Yeah, and you know, with something like this, also when you're, you know, a lot of your life is is taking place online and digitally and and whatever. You just want to be a part of something, right? You want to be a part of the hashtag. You want to be a part of uh, this group. You want to make a funny joke. You want to use this GIF and hope it goes viral. Mm-hmm. You want to get attention in any way possible. Especially in this day and age, it's all about attention. All these apps, that's the only thing. People want to do a streak on Snapchat with people they don't even fucking know. People ask me, yo, you want to do a streak? Wait, what Anybody the hell is a streak? It's just like if, if you Snapchat, Snapchat I don't really use it either. But if you Snapchat every single day, there's like a number that goes oh, next to your name. Oh. So they just want that. It's like 
do you just want that number or do right. you want an interaction with a human? Mm. It's like they don't even know what they want. And that's dangerous too because then this community specifically, uh, like, yeah, how much of that community is made up of people just kind of trying to jump on this train and get the attention? And then there's people who are, not that I think there's any real long-term positive outcome for this community, but there are people within this community that are trying to find comfort and some sort of support but now it's just kind of been infiltrated by, you know, people yeah. who just, yeah, they want the attention or they're just posting these self-hate messages and it, it's just once it becomes trendy, once you get, no one should ever, no one should ever promote anorexia. Let's just get that out of the way, right? This girl's very nice. She is struggling. She has, an, she has a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's a bad person. I don't think she's... Uh, like like I said, I don't think she's a bad person. She is struggling and dealing with something in the best way she knows how. She's not getting the proper guidance or help. Right. That is the problem, right? So I don't think she's a bad person. But what she's doing is wrong. And I don't think she realizes how wrong it is. Mm-hmm. You are promoting self-hate and you are showing people that it is okay to be anorexic. It is not okay to be anorexic. Okay? That is an issue. This is an issue that people struggle with. It, it, it's not something to be celebrated. It is something that you work towards so that you can, you know, get out of it a lot. Of course, I'm not talking about like, it's not okay. If you're an anorexic, fuck you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's not okay to be like, you're anorexic? Great. Let's be anorexic together. Right, right. Let's lose this weight. Let's just like kill ourselves, basically. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. And I don't think she's a bad person, but I just think that she's just almost oblivious to the fact that she doesn't realize the damage she could be causing. Mm -hmm. Like I said on the episode, what her parents did to her at a young age, we saw the effect it had. And now this blog and the shit that she is saying could have the same effect on other people. And the point that I was getting to before with all the social media stuff is that once you do get attention for something, naturally, that just becomes your identity. And now, you know, would this, would she be as excited to do this blog if that thing didn't go viral? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Right. Who knows? And, and maybe, maybe she would, but maybe not. But I bet you the fact that it, that it did is like, oh, fuck it. I'm in this now. Now I'm going to do another post where it's even worse. Or I'm going to throw a picture in there, and it's going to you're going to try to do it I think that would be worst case scenario. Yeah, I mean, again, like we're just kind of speculating, but it could be, yeah, that that even could if it be doesn't happen to her, that's just how just for someone happen. in that position, right, right, right. Exactly. Like I was saying before, with the kids with with Justin Bieber or whoever. It's yeah, like, yeah. If I say I'm suicidal, then I'll get, uh, you know, attention from a, a celebrity. Or if I'm in the even yo, honestly, I know this sounds crazy, but even if like. Yo, if I'm in the hospital or if I cut myself and I get admitted to a hospital, then I'll get attention or then I'll do this. Then I'll do that. Like it's just it's infectious and it's terrible, especially for younger children. It's just not good. None of it is good. Mm -hmm. And it just it's it's to the fact that you could just be pro anorexia. That's like being like, I I don't even know. That's like being uh pro meth and you're like clearly meth isn't good but i'm just gonna smoke the shit out of it and yeah, like, like tell i have people an addiction awesome. which is an illness and yeah and but it's I'm like just, 
let's form a community around it. I mean, like, are you either going to try and get better or you're going to say like, no, it's bad, but I'm still going to like do this. And I'm also going to promote it as well. Yeah. And I'm going to tell people like, no, I'm cool with meth. Like it's my shit. Yeah. I mean, when you are in it and your mind is working differently, it is, I just, I don't doubt that she, yeah, I think she is definitely aware to an extent, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just hard to see. It just it seems like it's become part of her identity. Know. Yeah. It just feels like, you know, she knows it's a problem and she's gone to a therapist and, or a psychiatrist, uh, psychiatrist rather. Uh, and she's tried to have got, get help, but you know, it didn't work and maybe no one's really talking to her, talking to her or supporting her enough to the point where it's, she has a reason to keep moving forward. Yeah. The only support she is getting is from is other people. Well, there's a like, fear yes, of, this is good. Yeah, and there's a fear of failing, you know, like anything, anyone who wants to get better or improve themselves in a certain way, you know, there's that real fear of, okay, let me go through the motions to get help. Let me talk to someone. Let me go through this program. And you fail. And then, and no one wants to experience failure. So it is a lot easier to turn to a community where it's just all acceptance and, you know, it's just kind of achievement. I lost this much weight today or this week or I ate this little. And I'm sure she finds a lot more validation and, you know, these kind of daily achievements than, you know, having to try to, try to, you know, beat this thing. And, and, is, and while and getting no support as well. Right. You know, I'm assuming that her Weight Watcher parents aren't going to fucking tell her like, I'm glad you gained 10 pounds. Right. You know what I mean? It's, you know, that when, when that's I mean? not happening, what is the incentive for someone? And that's why I asked, I want to know her age because if she was younger, naturally, and I don't mean to like, you know, uh, what's, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but, uh, you know, I know people could be like, oh, my age has nothing to do with it. But naturally when you're younger, your, your body learns, you, you're, you learn and you just act a certain way. It's a lot of, uh, you need reward. That's why when a when a kid when a baby does something, you reward him with a, mm-hmm. a cookie or yeah. whatever dessert or whatever. That's just how it works, and you need there to be support. And you need to be like, you know, good job and all that positive reinforcement. If yeah. there is none of that, then what is my incentive to do that? Yeah. At this point, That's as an point. adult, you don't necessarily need that. Your morals are instilled in you, and you're self-sufficient you're on your own you're making your own decisions but if you're a younger age which she said she was fucking seven years old when they were doing this if there is no incentive to you know do if there yeah if there's no positive reinforcement when doing this stuff what is the point i understand that yeah and i know it's harder to go the other way but if you were able to sit there and tell me that this is an issue and it is a problem this is your life and it's not impossible and it, and she is wrong in saying that I think that they'll, you know, I honestly think that I'll never love my body. You are wrong. You are wrong. If you work at it and, and you say, and you don't need the positive reinforcement, if you just tell yourself, listen, I know this is a problem and I know it's a lot easier to quit on myself and say, you know what? I'm just going to join this community because this is a community of quitters that will say, you know, instead of getting help and getting better, I'm just going to make it worse and enable each other and tell each other, now we're good. Mm-hmm. You're sitting in a burning building. There's flames going around. You're telling yourself you're fine. You need to get out of that burning building. And you know you do. 
It's just easier and it's more fun to get positive reinforcement from people, even if you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Also realize, you know, how capable you are. Like the, you know, the consistency and the dedication to do what she's doing, which is unhealthy, but you know, for her to have water for most of the day, for her to say no to calories and food every day. I right. mean, that the is self control and like the obedience there. Right. Like, that is not easy. You can apply that exactly to something extremely, you know, just the kind of, yeah, the, the other end of the spectrum. And, of, and you've seen it. I've seen pictures of people who are anorexic and, uh, you know, like you said, as someone who is dedicated to being that thin, that is a, a very difficult thing. Mm-hmm. So if you are able to do it, you to are able to go the to, other way as well. Yeah. You, to being you, healthy you can apply finding it to, the balance. Exactly. And, mm. You can apply it to me. I have no self-control when it comes to that, where it's like stay on a diet. Like I'm awful with diets. Like yeah. I try as hard as I can, but then I fall off because I have no like, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, self-control is the only one I can think of right yeah. now. But it's just like if, if you're able to stay on a path like that and you stay motivated and you apply it to living a healthy lifestyle and, you know, you know, just, just like that. You know what I mean? Your body will look great you don't need to be rail thin and malnourished and just like you know what i mean and it has nothing to do with the way that it looks because i'm not about look the way you want to look but once it starts being unhealthy which clearly this is and it is killing people like i don't want anyone to die i don't want anyone to be unhealthy you don't do that so it's not about love the skin you're in i'm not saying everyone has to be jacked or you know, fat or whatever, or, or whatever. I, I'm saying you love the skin you're in and be healthy. Like I was saying to her, there are people who genetically just will be thin forever. That's just how it is. That's their genetic makeup. They will just be thin people, but you can accept that and you can be healthy. You can eat healthy things and have a, a, a healthy amount of calories in your body so that your body can function properly. But once you start fasting for 48 hours and only have water or coffee and you just, you're malnourished. It's just like, it's not good. It's not good. Like you just have to, I, I, I know it's extremely difficult and I'm saying just like, just do it. I'm not <laughs> just saying that, but at least take the steps and realize that like this is going to be a hard thing, and but I'm going to do it because it is your life, and that is the only thing that matters. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, uh, it's yeah. I think the big message at the end of the day is you know this is us, like everyone listening. I'm sure just trying to wrap our heads around this. We had really no idea about this community, um, but obviously, you know, anorexia is a very real thing, and like Joe just said, it's you know it's uh it's it's obviously not easy just to seek help for anything but you know if this is something you are dealing with or anyone like i think the message is there's you know there's professional help out there um there's hotlines there's doctors there's you know there's a lot of different ways to approach this uh which you know we're not the professionals on but i think we can safely say seeking that route is going to be safer and healthier I also just want to say before we wrap up here that this may sound like super corny and cliche or whatever, but dude, if you don't like love yourself, it's like that is the most damaging thing. Like you are, you are setting yourself up for failure. I can't even imagine having that mentality of like hating yourself. 
especially the word hate, mm-hmm. like dislike. I've been like, geez, I really got a little fat over the fucking holiday or whatever, which is the current state that I'm in right now, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but just to say that you hate the way you look or you hate whatever, it's really just like awful. And it's not like, I'm not saying you have to be thin. I'm not saying you have to be even in shape, but being healthy and loving yourself and like whatever is just so crucial for your entire quality of life. Like once you start doing that, everything else sort of becomes better. And for this, if anyone who is like this girl and feels like, you know, I'll never love the way I look or whatever, or, you know, any of that shit. I know you go on Instagram or you go on Tumblr or whatever, and you see these pictures of these fucking girls or whatever. A lot of it is genetic. These aren't bodies that they like worked their entire lives. Some of them are like, I mean, obviously the ones who are, have extreme muscle mass and like whatever, or they squatted for 10 years straight. But even so, it's like a lot of that is genetic. And can you get the body that you want by putting the work in? Yeah, you can. But you have to be healthy and you have to strive to be healthy. It's not, I want to get as skinny as possible so I can look like this person. You're not going to look like that. You're just not. You're comparing yourself to... less than 1% of the world. Yeah. That's what you're looking at. And if it's not genetic, it's airbrushed. Or that. That too. It's not like like a a, a fucking Photoshop of it. Like, you know, and there are people who love different types of bodies. You know what I mean? It's not like everyone loves this type and you have to look like this one or whatever. You just got to work with what you got and accept it and just kind of, you know, if you want to be healthy, you want to tone it tone it up or you want to like whatever do you but you just have to be healthy you know what i mean that's the most important thing but i feel like i'm fucking running in circles here but what a way to end season two (laughs) yeah it's uh it's intense intense wow this is eye-opening as usual yeah i didn't i did not see this coming but no i mean it's uh it's definitely a different type of episode but i think it just reinforces what we're trying to do, I mean, everyone deserves a platform at least. Yeah, and by the way, if if you're listening, uh, this isn't like I will be furious if people like try to find out who this girl is just to like bash her or go out of their way to say something bad. Mm. I, that is not the point of this podcast. Okay, this is we're strictly trying to shed light on this and show people that exists and whatever. Even though I disagree with it, and I think that this blog that she has is wildly irresponsible. I don't think she's a bad person. I think she's going through some shit and she needs help and she needs support that she's not getting. Of course, she's going through something that we can't understand. Right. I think no. she does need help. Not um, an easy thing. I, I know she's going through a it's extremely difficult thing and yeah. it'll be extremely difficult to get out of it. Yeah, but it is something she's going through and obviously, like everyone, it takes a lot of courage you know, for her to share that, especially knowing the backlash that could come. Right, and um, I definitely don't want that either yeah. because all I would want for this girl is to be better and to eventually get to a point where she is healthy and she loves the way that she looks. You writing comments or trying to find her and be like, ah, oh, you fucking idiot, that is going to do the opposite. And that's not what I want. And I know that's what the fucking internet loves to do. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, this girl is struggling with shit. This is what I was, it goes back to what I was saying before. The fucking internet thugs of the world would love to go out of their way right now 
find out who this girl is and go, you're fucking an idiot. You are disgusting, blah, 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 blah. But they would never say that shit to her to her face. Someone who's clearly struggling with something, who is super thin, and you're like, you look fucking stupid. Like, wh- you, why would you say that? If you wouldn't say it to them in, in person, why would you say it online? So don't, I hope I don't find any of that shit because I will be <laughs> furious. He's but police in the forum. I am because that is fucking no, stupid. It's true. It's important. It's obviously not like what this is about. It's one thing to have an opinion, which is what I have. I wasn't necessarily like, agree, I didn't agree with anything she fucking no. said. And I told her that. But I'm not disrespectful in that way where I'm like, yeah, well, being a being a fucking whatever weight you are is fucking gross. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that. Do I disagree with it? Absolutely. But there's a way to go about it. No, that's a it's a yeah. But no, it is again just a reminder. I mean, this this is a real struggle. It's a real illness. Uh, but yeah, I mean, come on, you they're not gonna do that. Not the OPL community. Uh, yeah, there goes Greg, the pro OPL. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but wow. What a ride it's been, Greg. <laughs> so what uh what do we have to talk about? Season two is ending. We don't know we're when we're never gonna be coming back. Ba- never oh. coming back. <laughs> no. Don't even, get my don't email. even joke about no, no, that. No. We're coming back. We are gonna be back. We're for gonna figure two. it out. Uh but we will basically the way that this is set up now is uh there's gonna be two seasons per year. So we don't know the exact dates. Yeah, I mean, usually, for, I mean, the last one we have like three months off or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so I mean, we're taking time to build up a bunch of episodes so we have that. We don't necessarily want to be, you know, doing it week to week, which we were doing in season one. We were kind of week to week and got hard hoping that the episode would work out. Because sometimes we call someone and the interview didn't go as planned or the audio was really bad. And it's just like, you know what, this isn't really going to sound good. So we can't put it out. And we didn't run into it. We would, didn't want to run into a week where we're like, oh, we have nothing to post right now. Yeah, we would never want to put out something we're not happy with. Right. So, so that's this why seasons give us a little more time to kind of right. curate the people we want to talk to, mm-hmm. plan a little bit, uh, you know, yeah. figure out also, what, what a good mix of shows will be. You know, the biggest thing also is, you know, even though we're taking, we're in between seasons, this is the best time to send an email or, you know, you want to be on the show or you want, you think you. You know, whatever, just anything, any anything you think would work for the show. This is the time to email. You know, we're still doing calls all the time, and we're still talking to people. We're just filtering out which episodes we want to use and which ones we don't think uh, is going to be right for the show or whatever. But this is the time to reach out. We definitely want you to send more emails and just send yeah. us whatever. Because and if you have sent an email and we haven't gotten back to you, uh, one, if we don't. It's obviously nothing personal. Uh, everyone's story is interesting. It's just really us figuring out what the best mix for a season is. And two, there's still a chance that we will reach out. Right. I mean, um, recently we've gotten an email and then we went back. We're like, oh, shit, we got this like months ago. Like, yeah. Let's do this one. Uh, so, I mean, that's just kind of how we work. A little messy, but, you know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it's a, no, it's sometimes, a beautiful though, process. It's a beautiful mess. It's a hot mess. Uh but yeah, definitely reach out. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Joe Sanigato. Uh, if you want to send an email, you can go to OPLshow.com slash contact. Hit the contact form. Uh, it will send us an email. And if it works, we'll reach out and we'll record something. And uh, yeah. 
Yeah, you can find me at Greg Dybeck. And speaking of communities, follow the show on Twitter at OPL Show. Uh, it's been awesome. All the comments that you guys read, interacting with everyone there. Uh, we're definitely going to still do that during the, I guess you can call it, off season. Uh, so, yeah, reach out, send an email, and keep in touch with us. Obviously, we still want to talk to you guys and hear your ideas and all that. Uh, yeah, what else? I think that's it. Joe Joe has a YouTube channel. You could go watch his oh videos. God. Here we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is all. Season two. It's been fun. It's been good. We will see it's you when we see you, whenever that may be. A couple so, months. Let's say 2018. We'll see you in 2018. <laughs> Happy New Year, by the way. Ha- true. Happy New Year, everyone. We'll and see you. Everyone, love yourselves. Love yourselves. We will see you in season three.